I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. It is the it's go time with Jay and James. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's go time for what? What is going on in the sports world for the next four weeks? 
I think it's the, if not one of my top ranking times of sports, uh, it's March madness, James. And, I, and it's all of that. It's all of madness. Uh, I've been doing brackets probably since I was eight years old or younger with my dad. And he, ha- and, uh, he has a guy that runs it nationally and it was part of his old company, uh, that he used to work for. And we've been doing it for many, many years. Um, huge over 500 people are in it and five buck entry fees. Inflation has not made any problems with that. Uh, so it's always $5 enter, but man, uh, Back in 2011, the little brief history of the March Madness and the brackets, I actually won. I actually won one of these things before. Uh, and I rode the Cinderella Story Yukon Huskies with Kemba Walker, everybody. And I rode that to the finish. Nobody else, because they were a seven seed at the time and dominated. Went all the way, beat Butler in the finals. And it was absolutely amazing. And I was $1,000 richer, James. It was, it was a pretty serious deal. And I got my name etched in the, in the uh, ranking of that, uh, of that national um, bracket. I mean, people do it at the office and stuff like that with 20 people <laughs> to that. I, uh, I was, I beat members 300 plus at the time. And, uh, I think that, 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 uh, bracket that I'm in uh, or the tournament challenge that we're, that we do every year, it keeps growing and growing and growing. So, uh, that's kind of my brief, uh, uh, of what March Madness means to me in these brackets. But again, I think we got alluded to this before the show even started, James, I know absolutely diddly shit of this season. Uh, and I don't know why, I don't know why that is. I just never followed college basketball this year at all i i maybe saw a couple plays here and there some highlights i know about think, cunningham and that's about it so well i think i think it's just the way the world is for the last year like you know for me i made a joke earlier and a couple episodes ago being like i don't even know what fucking teams are playing like because you so many teams either didn't feel the team or you know covid restrictions you know locked them down you know I, I know that duke sucked because i just know duke fans and they were pissed how bad they played this year um, and you know, it's, you know, we, March Madness took a year off last year because don't forget, you know, the pandemic hit right yeah, when right. Mm-hmm. the conference tournaments were starting. Um, and I just, you know, and, and maybe, like I said, it was just, you know, sports is at a weird point in people's time. That's not a priority. It's not very much of an escape as it used to be because of, we're all still hunkered down. We're still all at home. Um, and again, you, you, you know, some people don't weren't on board with them playing college sports. You got to think how long it take for football to come back. And there's some college football programs that are playing college football right now. D1 mm-hmm. schools are playing uh, spring football. That actually means something for last year's standings. Um, but for me, you know, March Madness has always been selection Sunday with my friend Marianne at Buffalo Wild Wings to filling out the brackets right then and there, like on a blank, you know, blank bracket sheet mm-hmm. and kind of just putting together the one year I'd, re- I'd one good year. I think it was when Wisconsin won. Wisconsin win or they go all the way? They got to the turf finals and lost. No, they won, right? Is that what years Frank ago? Comiskey on that team? Or I don't. I, all I know is remember I had Wisconsin as my championship. Uh, and so like on the ESPN bracket, my bracket was still technically like alive mm-hmm. because I had Wisconsin in the finals and winning it, and they ended up winning. And of course, it was like for nothing because I got that was the bracket. Like everybody's bracket fell apart because I think that's when Virginia got beat. Mm-hmm. 
by, by the 16 seed that one year and it was like by the, which was in worcester by the way just an fyi <laughs> um but yeah i remember that because i remember that that was the, everybody's bracket was like every bracket was busted like day one or day two of the tournament because everybody had like virginia going to the finals mm-hmm. so um, but yeah, like for me, like I, I look at the list and I'm like, there's half these teams. I don't even fucking knew like Grand Canyon University is fucking in the final four, like in the tournament. Like what? <laughs> you know, and then there's no Duke. There's no Kentucky. You know, I mean, we're, we're sorry about that abrupt conversation ender. Um, my boss called and was at an issue I had to deal with at work. So I do apologize for that. But like I was bitching about prior because now I'm even more fired up because the oh, here, here comes James off the top <laughs> rope. Oh. Um, for me, it's just like, I could care less about this year's, but like, I just could care less. Like, I think it's cool. They're all doing it in Indianapolis. And that's, you have some of these lower te- uh, seated teams going to be playing on the main court at Lucas oil stadium. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be a little bit of fucking shell shock to some of these teams that probably would never play there if it wasn't for what's going on. Um, but it also felt like too, even leading up to it, how many teams like got into the finals by default? Just because of their pedigree and their name? Is that what no, you're saying? No, not just because the other team backed out because of COVID. Oh. Uh-huh. Like there there's like three or four championship like Georgia Tech. Isn't Georgia Tech on this list? It is, yeah. Like, didn't they get to the finals because like Duke or like somebody like tested positive so they're like they forfeited the game and they got like automatically pushed into the finals i feel like there's like two or three of those teams this past weekend yeah which is going to make the first round that much i guess hard not harder but uh predictable i guess uh but that's the thing about this thing it's super unpredictable it's not the 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 odds are not in your favor to well obviously to get a perfect bracket but to even win some of these things uh and as far as you know again it took me five minutes to fill this out i didn't overthink i didn't read one goddamn article i didn't do anything i'm just well, going i think i have all number ones <laughs> yeah i have all number ones which never happens okay it's so- i mean i mean only get like gonzaga's in it and gonzaga will choke probably in 16 or the lead eight because that's all oh it's always where they choke so yeah, not not <laughs> not this year not for me I, i'm going zag all the way i you know i'm just gonna hit I, I do that a lot. I, I, I uh, attach my coattails to that and uh, hopefully they, 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 they do it. But this year, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is the year that it's different because of uh, some of the teams backing out. There's no Duke. There's no Kentucky. There's some of these teams that probably got in their way in the past. And, you know, they, they, they always make it to the lead eight, right? Or they always make it to the final four. Like they're always making it pretty damn far, but then they, they do choke on a, on a yeah, big stage. I mean- so hopefully, Hopefully, like you said, more of a bubble type scenario. Maybe they don't have to travel. Who knows? Better acclimated to staying in one spot because they're from the Northwest. I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know any of their names on Zaga. You know, I, they're the players. Obviously, when you're watching this, the only reason to watch is to kind of figure out some of those names so that the draft and then you start seeing some players and that's about it. And that's all I'm probably going to watch it for is like, I'm more interested in the guys that are going to make it to the next level. And that's oh, it. if you're trying to watch Celtics things, just watch like you know the D two D three, you know, championship the, yeah, the I, NIT. And I do want to correct myself. It wasn't 2011. It was 2014. UConn Huskies at one. That was a seven seed. That was actually with Ryan Boatwright and Shabazz Napier. So no, no Kemba on that team. Do, and they still the this year. 
Yeah, seven seed again. But <laughs> guess what? I, I don't have them beating Texas in the in the second round. So because uh, I've watched them play this year, and uh, no, not I'm not impressed. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not 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 uh, hitching my wagon to that. All right. So yeah. So, so so like I said, we we already got Jay's pick for the national champion. Yeah. Um. Already, but 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 what we'll do is we'll kind of do a little bit. We'll we'll break down bracket by bracket. We're not going to go all of our picks. You know, because I feel like, like Jay said, a lot of these picks are going to be very much um, universal. Like I said, we, I did the same thing. I went on CBS. I was like, click, 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 click. Like, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. random upset here, random upset there. Like, you know, even like the seven, eight, the eight, nine ones, I didn't do a lot of upsets there. Because uh, I always feel like those are where the big upsets are, is eight, nine. So, but again, in my opinion, this is the next of the, next of the old NFL playoffs. This mm-hmm. was the best way to get a champion. Yeah. Like I really want college football to adapt this again, not 64 teams, but you're telling me they can't do an elite eight. They eight could do a the 16. I, they could just do one of these brackets. Cause how many games are we talking about? That's eight. And then four. It would be one, two, three, four games, five, four, and then six. two and then one. I mean, exactly like i said i'm just saying like college football this is what college football needs to do you don't think they would have fucking people doing this and more money and gambling and all that shit for that i can get more more money the rest and then you can still do all the bowls somewhere else like those can still happen but 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 then you get your four big bowls that you you keep rotating the national champions at as your final four and then your champion no, that'd be sweet. hundred uh, percent in for that. I, so, I, again, I say it's, it's college it. football and they're idiots. So <laughs> yeah, cause that means they, you would have to take other games away instead of oh, having no, no, no. Th- th- that means you have to have mid market conferences in your fucking major bowl games. Like which God forbid it's not the big 10 or the big 12 or the sec has to be like, we'll have seven teams from the sec, but God forbid someone comes from the fucking Mac division or like the pack 10. <laughs> Pack twelve. Pack twelve. Whatever. I thought it was the pack ten. <laughs> what decade are you in? Oh know, man. Fucking. <laughs> that's what. But that's what I mean. Like, it's always SEC schools are in in like Notre Dame. <laughs> like right. it's it's Ohio State two SEC teams in Notre Dame. There's your fucking. You could set your watch by it. Yeah. No, it's awful. All right. So with that, like I said, let's start out west, uh, where you have the number one overall seed of Gonzaga. Um, out there, you know, and you have, you know, Gonzaga, some of the big names on there is Gonzaga, Virginia, Kansas, Iowa, um, you know, Vir- you know, Creighton, you know, a lot of printers has been there last couple of years, Oklahoma. So, I mean, like out of that bracket, we already know that you have Gonzaga coming out of the West. Do you have anything in there? Like any upsets, any like, you know, surprise picks Dude, even uh- going up to the elite eight? Unfortunately not. I mean, the only upset I think I have is Missouri over, over Oklahoma, which is a nine over an eight. And then I also have Creighton over Virginia in the second round. So that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. Like for me, I think, let me just take a look. Uh, yeah, no, I have no upsets whatsoever in the West. Oh, I, 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 I also have VCU beaten Oregon, but that, I don't know if that, that 10 over it's 10, seven. seven, it's not that big. I mean, VC VCU is a, a 10 school. So that's kind of a mid market, you know, over mm-hmm. a pack 12. But like I said, I have Gonzaga versus Iowa in, in the elite eight with Gonzaga coming out of the West. Um, yeah, I like I, a, a, a Iowa. He, they got a top 
uh, lottery pick coming out of there. Big man. I know he's like a six ten uh, country bumpkin type guy. Uh, just scores at will and rebounds at will. Big man. But again, if if history tells us about this NCAA tournament, it's not about the big man play. It's all about the guard play. And it's guard play. It's also how you know some of these teams, if they can get hot, is what all it takes. If they get hot and they get their mojo running, you know, look at Butler for two straight years. They were not the best team. I mean, how many of the Cinderella stories have we heard in the last ten years? Mm-hmm. That ju- they just get hot at the right moment and they roll. Yeah, which um, <laughs> and for for us as we talk, uh, yeah, I don't have any like five anything north of five seed going into the final four, and that's where I'm an idiot, I think, because that it's never. It's always something. There's always some kind of s- different seating in there, and I, I just don't know who that's going to be. I have a lot of twos, ones, and I think I have a four. My I have Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham, uh, who is the top prospect, number one pick, projected guard. And he, if you watch him play, the most dominant guard. So, And that's the position that's going to have the ball the whole time. So I add to the Midwest bracket, Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham coming out of that all the way. To the championship yeah. anyway <laughs> well if you want to jump to the east well uh, i mean we, we're in the midwest let's just stay in the midwest oh, midwest so you have illinois uh, as the number one and you have houston as the number two yeah which um, is <laughs> how how is that even possible i guess i guess they got a good team i i, I it's a surprise to me how about you houston? oh yeah like i said again houston i'm like what the fuck like i know houston right. i know houston's been good and the football team was really good for like one or two years um mm-hmm. again that's an a it was an aac team AC, no, it's not ACC. So yeah, I think it's an American Athletic Conference, whatever one UConn's out of. I thought they were the Atlantic Ten. No, they're not, no, they're, not the they're 10. like the AAC or something like that. The the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, makes sense. No, they are in the same division. I, yeah, off the top of my tongue. So, I'll, so I'll Houston defer. must have won the tournament, the, yep. the the conference championship. Um, I mean, same here. I've Houston. Uh, I mean, for me, I have West Virginia going all the way to the elite eight because i always feel like west virginia just somehow gets to the elite eight by like that guy with his awesome pullover um the coach but you know i have you know i have rutgers over clemson as an upset you know mm-hmm. um i have which well, is funny because i have clemson beating uh houston in this next round because <laughs> it's oh, like there you go yeah just because i'm like i don't i don't trust houston there's nothing about that university that makes me feel confident I, again this is from a 10-year perspective <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, i did not follow it uh, game to game but uh, as far as what espn is saying they, they have a pretty solid core group of guys i can score so uh, and that's probably you know all they are um for what i know so yeah i mean like i said i have illinois i got number one seed going to the final four you know them meeting up with west virginia in the you know elite eight um so, like I said, it just, I just remember Illinois, what did they, they, they lost the championship, right? They were had a perfect season up to the championship and they lost it. Or did they actually have a purpose, perfect season? Uh, what, when, when Darren Williams was on a team, I mean, are you talking about a past hit, a championship that they won? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Was they, it when Darren Williams win? was on it? Like the mm-hmm. guy, the I, 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 I remember they at? got to the final and they lost and they were like 31 and 0 or something. Yeah. Like that. that probably makes sense. Yeah. Cause I remember that team because I remember Darren Williams. He played for the Utah Jazz, played for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, big name guy in the NBA, and he was on that team. And I remember when the Jazz drafted him many, so, many moons ago. But uh, many moons, yeah, that was a while well, ago. 
All right. So we're going to jump from the Midwest to the East, um, where we have Michigan as the number one seed and Alabama SEC champion, Alabama roll tide as the number two seed. But also <laughs> there are some, but for me, I feel like this is a better, this is one of the best brackets. One of the best sections out of the whole thing. Cause I actually spent time looking at this one. Oh, dude, um, mine's, mine is a hundred percent wonky, dude. <laughs> this like I have, not I have Connecticut, I have Connecticut winning. Um, you know, I got Georgetown winning. I totally mm-hmm. forgot to do LSU. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, Over but like Bonnie's yeah. St. Bonaventure. Yeah. A yeah. 10 school, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Georgetown, you know, they won the big East as a 12 seed that like they're coming in hot. They're playing with a little bit of passion. I could see them upsetting Colorado very easily. Yes. No, I, I, I definitely have that 12 over five. Uh, I also have Michigan losing FSU. I, I have Florida state coming out of, uh, you know, that top tier of the East, uh, Texas actually coming out of that bracket, uh, beating wow. UConn. Yeah. Booting UConn in the sweet 16. Um, I don't know. There's something about Texas, uh, you know, their pedigree. I'm, I'm kind of going and Shaka smart is the coach who used to coach. Well, also beat. Texas has been knocking on the door for like one or two seasons now of, of making that next step as into a better national program. Yeah. Their you coach know? Shaka smart is had, had just, it has a pedigree of winning in the March madness, taking his teams farther BCU many years ago uh, to get to this job. This is his dream job. So now he had, has had the team for three or four years now, He's been able to recruit, bring some guys in. Again, this is all from, I couldn't name one guy on the team, but this is just, I just know the coach. That's why I'm trusting the coach in this in this bracket. Because I don't believe Juwan Howard, first year coach out of Michigan, you saw him implode in the, what was it, the Big Ten? What conference are they? Michi- uh, Michigan's in the Big Ten. Yeah, he imploded in the Big Ten. Like, he got out coached, they lost. And they were supposed to be the pivotal team. And I think that's going to show show a little bit more when it gets into these bigger games that mean something. So I just don't believe Juwan as a first year coach is going to, you know, I don't think he's going to make noise like Kevin Ollie did with UConn. Another, another, another 2012 reference. We call I mean, that uh, 2014 reference. Sorry. We call that foreshadowing in the uh, industry business, especially for my bracket about Michigan. <laughs> um, so, you know, for me, I have Michigan coming out of the. What's so funny? Because you're just like they imploded in the Big Ten. I don't know that. I was like, ooh, Michigan. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click, uh, click. Oh yeah, John Howard got thrown out of a game for yelling at somebody on the other sideline. So they threw him out of the game and they, and and they lost. So I'm like, that guy's. You know, they just came in hot headed, and you know, the fact that they still got a one seed and they didn't win their. Uh... Yeah, but 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 they had an awesome season. They were always ranked like in the top five all season on the national <laughs> polls. So like that helps you out a lot. So, um, so up to this point, we have the South bracket left. We have Gonzaga, Michigan, and Illinois out of my bracket. Who do you have? Uh, I have Ohio State coming out of this bracket. No, no, I'm talking. For, so up, up before getting the South, you, I have Gonzaga as oh, my West, I'm sorry. Michigan yep, as my I'm East, sorry. Illinois as my Midwest. So I have Zaga, uh, number three Texas, and number four Oklahoma State. So actually, my final four does only has one number one. So there you go. I, I am a, a dark horse, uh, dark horse bracket here. I guess For I do me, have, upsets. I have, I have all number ones. So I, like I have it. Baylor. 
I don't like any of the number ones. I don't like any of them other than Zaga. I don't know why. And and Zaga is probably the only one that won't make it, you know, for for all I know. (laughs) But I just Um, don't like, I don't like Illinois. I don't like Baylor. And that's, again, this is what this bracket means to me. It's like more heart than actually following what the hell's going on. So, and then for me, I have all my teams. I literally have for that bracket is the top teams going to the, the elite eight. And then I have the number one over the number two, Ohio state. Um, again, just by clicking buttons, clicking buttons, like, you know, like, you know, Hartford is going to get stomped by Baylor. Like that's, I know people who've gone to Hartford and they're like, yeah, Hartford's in. And I'm like, you're going to get your ass beaten by Baylor on national television. Enjoy that. Reminds me when UMass made the tournament a couple years ago, um, when me and my, my buddy Bobby had season tickets and we were mm-hmm. fucking excited and they got fucking stomped on. Unlike on like national television, I was like, "Come on," um, <laughs> you know. But like for me, like I, said, I don't know enough about college basketball this year, so it's like, you know, even to a point where like, you know, I wasn't watching ESPN. I, you know, I wasn't watching, you know, mm-hmm. CBS a lot. So it's like, you know, I, you know, I can't really, I don't really know what's going on. But yeah, I have you know Baylor and Ohio State, and Baylor going to the Final Four. And I think it's also a thing, James, we're both fathers. We got young kids at home and guess what? College like, basketball is the sport that kind of gets deleted from our mind because yep. there's a lot of it and I can't keep up. And, you know, you have to kind of sit around on a Saturday all day to watch some of these games. It ain't happening. I'm very, you know, the last time I followed this was literally 2014. Again, when I won because I had no kids, uh, newly married. I had time on my hands. <laughs> So oh, yeah. it's, it's, I got to watch games and really invest my time in it. And I was a very passionate UConn fan. So that, that makes it very easy to walk into one of these things and just say, I'm going to have them go all the way. And I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> so, yep. And it's one of those things too, where, um, I, uh, I used to go Thursdays, you know, for Thursday, Fridays, I used to take off from work when I was single and, sit my ass at a Maggie McFly's or a B-dubs and mm. watch, you know, even to one, I went to CBS scene one year um, and at Gillette stadium with my brother. And we just sat down and watched it. Cause it fell on St. Patrick's day was the first day of the tournament. And my brother works for Boston schools and on St. Patrick's day, it's a holiday. The schools are closed mm. on St. Patrick's day, but it's for ac- evacuation day history. There you go. Tell me what evacuation day is. Southeast St. Patrick's Day. Um, so we went to like CBS scene that day and, you know, I got food. I actually got my job offer for travelers that day. Um, <laughs> drinking a Guinness and having nachos at Gillette Stadium. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's what I miss. And I even like, it's like, realistically, that's one of the things I do miss about, um, about, March Madness is like hanging out with my friends, just drinking, eating, and just watching like a day what's, of basketball. Yeah, what's amazing about it is the thir- the first weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, games all hours a day, all day long, multiple games on Thursday, fr- you know, Thursday and Friday. Work, production, all comes to a little of a standstill for all you corporations out there. Everything kind of dips a little bit because everybody's watching their phones, watching their computers, looking at their bracket brackets, having conversations around the water cooler. Trust me, that's that's what's happening. And uh, so I always pin it on my calendar, and I'm I'm ready to go this year. I missed it last year, like you like you mentioned. Um, but no, overall, still excited to watch. I really don't have 
a team that I really, I guess Oklahoma, I really want to pay attention. Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, projected number one draft pick in the NBA for next season. Keep an eye on uh, out on him, and that's all I'm going to do. It's uh, Obviously, Celtics aren't going to get that guy. I really don't care about that, but I, I just think he's going to be a, a trans, not transcendent, but he's going to translate to the NBA. And I think watching him in this tournament, kind of like what Kemba did, 2011 or some kind of player where really showcased their talent really got in front of a lot of eyes, Kevin Durant, uh, and tried a Carmelo Anthony type. Is this, is this Cade Cunningham? Is it, is he going to do the same thing? Bring his team all the way to the championship again? I haven't losing to Zaga just cause again, a better coach, um, on, on, on Zaga side, but, uh, that's it. I I'm going to follow that story and that's probably it. I'm going to watch UConn, you know, I hope they prove me wrong and they go farther than I say, but, you know, I'm going to be realistic because I watched them play once this season and I wasn't impressed. So. Yeah, like I said, also, like I said, I think just a lot of these teams are just survival of the fittest. Who who who's able to last out without any code implications. My concern is because you've had a couple teams already back at a conference championships. I, I'm curious what the NCAA has um, as a worst case scenario situation. If one of these teams gets a test player that tests positive, what's their mm-hmm. contingency? Ooh, they yeah. just automatically forfeit. Cause they're all playing. They're all sharing locker rooms. They're all sharing arenas. Like do you, what do you do? Right. No, didn't and, even think about that. And so. this is a huge test. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, we're, you know, it's been better, you know, sports has been, you know, moving along without a lot of issues, but there aren't any more makeup games. There's no more. True. You know, this is it. You're legit. You miss a game. You're out. I get, yeah, they got to, you know, there's no other team coming in its place. And I, and again, you know, we, we talk about it. Uh, it's always talked about every year. I think when brackets are coming around and, you know, I, I don't see any of the ones actually losing to a 16, but 15 is always a thing that happens like every other year, almost every year, like there's a 15 and now you got oral Roberts over Ohio state grand Canyon university over Iowa, Iona over Alabama or Cleveland state over Houston. I would point my flag in Cleveland as being a uh, dark horse candidate to be Houston. Cause again, I have no faith in Houston. I have no idea why Houston's a number two other than maybe their record and maybe strength. I have no idea. You know, uh, again, pardon me. I didn't watch any ESPN CBS dialogue on this. I literally just, I'm looking at names going back in time in my time machine to when I actually watched some of these things. And, uh, I don't know. Cleveland State seems like a, they they've been there before. It's a, it's a it's a name that has always been like Iona. Like all these names have been there before. Like can they beat an Alabama, who has not been looked at as being a number two seed, a dominant seeded team? Alabama's always been like an eight or a nine. Like well, what the because, hell? It's because they're the last man standing out of the SEC. Like that's what like this is what a lot of like you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the the way the tournament planned out panned out is very curious because you're, you're giving a lot of teams that you're right, would be a mid bracket team, a high seed to see what happens. So like I, I said, I, this could be the year where the bunch of shit gets all fucked up. Like, how do you, how do you predict that? Right. You know, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's one of those things too. And like, and if that God, God forbid, God forbid that happens in which say you're in the fucking sweet 16 and you're ready to rock and roll and say like Villanova's in, in someone on Villanova test positive. 
and you're out. Like just, just because you had con, you, you had that tracing, that contact. But 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 they're not even they're not even pulling players off teams. They're pulling the full team. Mm. There's not enough time to do contract tracing. There's not enough time to quarantine. Like, you know, but I'm saying like if you're there and you're getting ready to go and John Smith, who's fucking ride ride rode the bench all fucking year, comes back positive, and then it was like you're out. So John Smith looks like he probably plays for BYU. I'm imagining, probably. But like, if that happens, how if you're a player who's like has high draft stock, and all of a sudden you're you're right up in the elite six, elite eight or a sweet sixteen game, and you get pulled, and the fucking team who probably doesn't deserve to be there goes on to the next round, like I would be if I'm if I, if I'm the organization, if I'm the university or the college, I'm like, what the fuck? Because you can't guarantee who else has it on that team, and then mm-hmm. you don't want to spread it to the winner. And go from there. I get it. Like I get that whole mindset. Yeah, so I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. That like I, that's the one thing I'm interested about is seeing how they handle each other and how they right. handle any any issues. So, all right. So you already had you had Gonzaga going on to the finals. I have Michigan and Illinois mm-hmm. uh, going there, and I have Michigan winning. So, I think Michigan was my pick two years ago sticking with my, my Michigan pick because eventually it's going to have to be right. So, <laughs> you know, and then the real question is next year, they go back hopefully to the, the, the different locations. Yeah. If this central city thing works, there's no issues. This bubble scenario for the, for this, would you want them to consider doing the bubble or doing the locations again? Uh, I was always a big fan of the locations. Again, going back as a kid, I actually went to a couple tournament games out of Utah, went to Weber State. So it's always those first few games that are played in these other markets like Southwest or West or Northwest. They play at these smaller, like you just said, Worcester like had a tournament game, which is crazy because they're playing in a much smaller arena, a little bit more uh, intimate, intimate for that setting. So I think for smaller teams, that's good. Again, I saw, man, this is, and it's sometime in the nineties. I remember watching Missouri play at Weber state in Utah. And it was like this small gym, like gamble had a Yukon and it was, it was so much fun. And you would just watch one game and stay for like two more. Cause it was just like a game, then a game. It was awesome. So, uh, I like that intimate atmosphere for smaller arenas and smaller areas, getting these big time games like a Duke coming in or, or a Gonzaga or whatever, whatever it may be. So, uh, I, you know, if the bubble's successful, great, but, uh, I still like the, let's get into the regions and really, you know, create, cause sometimes a team will be in the same bracket where like a game could be played in Arkansas, you know, and they're playing and it's kind of a homish feel. And, uh, some of those I mean, smaller they, schools they, get they that. They try to, and, and, and they try to do that. They don't try to put a lot of these big seeds in their home bracket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but some um, of these smaller seeds are kind no, of like, no, 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 relegated that's what that. I mean. Like you're not going to have yeah. Gonzaga play in Seattle. Correct. You're going to have Gonzaga play in the South that, you know, realistically they probably yeah. would have been in like the South bracket, mm-hmm. you know, and playing their, their yeah, elite game. The national, you know, yep. Uh, draw. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, you know, for, for me, I, I don't mind it. Like I said, I, I, I worked a couple of the D two games that used to play, where they played at mass mutual center years ago. 
mm-hmm. um, or maybe it was a D1. But like, I remember working those games and it was like, it was one game after another, after another, after another year, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Eating hot dogs, drinking beers, really, really healthy, healthy food. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, for, for me, you know, let's see how it goes. But but I, I would, I, I could see them, you know, every once in a while, you know, Houston is a perfect, like, like a Super Bowl type city mm-hmm. hosting, you know, hosting the whole tournament. You know, because like you, you don't think like Houston would pay. We'll pay you five hundred million dollars or whatever just to get you guys to have all the like. I mean, NCAA is like, sure, oh, okay, just pay us, give us the money. Yeah, because that's how it is. So, all right, yeah. So, guys, tune in throughout the rest of the couple of weeks. Well, you know, we'll be touching back on our brackets to see how unbelievably horrible they are. Yeah. Um. You know, probably won't be great. That. Yeah, this game, this this show is not for advice, people. This is just between James and I. We're competing against each other, and that's about it. You know, we're we're not really don't 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 tune into this show and be like, oh, Oklahoma, no, they're State, picking, they're they're awesome. <laughs> no, Kate Cunningham's <laughs> awesome. I I'm just watching a guy, not the team. So, so I got a so I got a random a, a random fact for you. What is the what is what is what what i'm trying to think of because i i know the answer to the question i'm trying to present it <laughs> what similarities do syracuse and the college of the holy cross have in common similarities yeah what similarity does syracuse men's basketball and the college of the holy cross men's basketball have together what what what, 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 the, the what same amount of championships Oh, oh they have one championship each okay yeah because holy cross used to be a uh used to be a great well they, that's where tommy heinson came from yeah right so i mean if you're going back that far i'm sure that was probably the last time they won right it's gotta be yep it was like 1950 yeah. like because my brother tim went to holy cross and when we used to because he meant used to manage the the women's team uh he went to three ncaa tournaments Mm. Um, with with the with the Holy Cross women uh, Crusaders, uh, they they would play like UConn or like they'd be like a 15 seed and just get like stomped. Um, so Syracuse's only sole championship was when Carmelo was 2003. That was it, huh? That was it. Yeah, I I would have figured they would have won more. I guess nope. And they've only been they've been the runner up two other times. So they've only been in the title game three times. I think I always remember Syracuse and hating them because of the Big East Championship back in the good old days of college basketball, where UConn and them would just fucking battle all the time. So I, I no, have just the Big East of like ten years ago was the fucking shit. was awesome. It was awesome. That, that tournament at Madison Square Garden was the best tournament. It was that in mm-hmm. the ACC with the two tournaments you would watch. Yeah, there was a moment in time where I was like more. I was happier if UConn won the Big East than the NCAA. That was just oh like, yeah, because it meant something. The Big East now it, it totally meant something back then. It was hyped as a motherfucker, especially being in in the uh, in the Northeast that we are. I mean, it was it was legit. So, so. Uh, with that, we're gonna, we're going to touch a little bit. We're going to change gears just a little bit because some uh, very interesting news has changed. Um, uh, breaking last night, uh, free agency is well well on us. Well. Well engaged. This is the tampering period. There's already been some moves already made across the NFL. Mm. Uh, Patriots signed a nose tackle for 16 million. Um, but the two big items, three big items, I want to say is one, Cam Newton resign with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Drew Brees retired. That's okay too. And Brady signed an extension. <laughs> no surprise. How, how long so, is that in- extension? 
what, so what they... it's one it's a four-year extension but it voids after the first year okay. it's just to spread out the money the cap money across numerous okay. years that's the last year he had with the patriots it was mm -hmm. a two-year extension but it voids after that last year mm -hmm. that's why the patriots had like 14 million dollars in dead money because of brady because he didn't come back mm -hmm. um the cam newton deal sure why not all right enjoy 79 again cool beans awesome i think it will flip i think it will be nine and seven but still yeah okay playoffs. you know who's coming to town this year who tom brady so that Going means we're Gillette. playing the nfc south okay yep. so we get atlanta dog shit carolina well, like dog I said, shit <laughs> I, I, well carolina's gonna be a different team with a health, healthy mccaffrey so i'm not even ruling them out yet like and then new orleans they were winning games without Drew Brees. They didn't lose much yeah, in that I offense. Yeah, I think they'll still be all right. But I think it's in, I think it's in New Orleans. So that means Atlanta's at home and Carolina's home. Those no, are two, two wins. Does, my book. No, Tampa Bay's at home, and then I think I think oh, okay. no, and then I think Carolina's at no, no, yeah, yeah. So no, no, no you're right. It's uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay are the home game so yes it'll be new orleans at uh, oh okay different different story but but they'll be at carolina and um at hotlanta which is okay. um i think Atlanta's but then also the 17th game this year because there's don't forget there's a 17th game mm -hmm. um is going to be looks like uh at at you know at cowboys at new england which could could be true uh, is that early in the season or late we don't know Oh, the schedule hasn't been released. Schedule won't be out until middle of May. So we'll have our come back middle of May. We'll do our <laughs> schedule breakdown. But again, I, I still think it, I still think it's going to be a nine and seven year with a uh, second year of Cam. Like I, I'm, I'm looking Good. at the numbers. Enjoy, I, enjoy I, your I, positivity. I, yeah, it, it was eight touchdowns and ten interceptions and twelve rushing touchdowns. Come on, get bury that lead. That's that's his that's his thing. Can't do a little two-minute drill. Can't throw. Okay, yeah, great positive things. Shoulder <laughs> shot. Can't read a blitz. That I I still stand by nine and seven. They're gonna flip it. Well, can't be nine and seven. There's so it has to be nine and eight or right, ten nine, and seven. <laughs> there, uh, nine and eight's fine. I'll take that. Nine and eight. They'll so, be on the so, plus so, side of five hundred this year. But they'll be on the outside looking in for the play. Sure. Yeah, because Buffalo's not making any different moves, and I think Miami's still getting to be a better team. So, uh, But, again, the Jets are still dog shit too, so <laughs> we get to play them twice. So. Well, well, well the, the only good thing we have going for the Patriots is they're playing the three across every other division. So they're not playing Pittsburgh. They're not playing Baltimore. They're not playing Kansas City. Mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not playing the division winners, which will good. help. Uh, but I believe they're playing the, are they playing the NFC South, AFC South this year? The AFC South? Yeah. So like Vegas, Kansas City? Uh, no, that no, that's the West. They played the West last year. Oh, okay. Oh, so they're playing like the Jacksonville, South. Tennessee. Yeah, they're so playing Jacksonville, Tennessee. Okay, um, ja Jacksonville's dog shit. That's fine. Well, well we don't get win. We don't. Let's. <laughs> Who knows? Trevor Lawrence could be the game changer. Who knows? No, 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 no. He's not, he will not be the savior in year one. That's for well, you sure. have the Colts with Carson Wentz. 
And that team was good without Carson Wentz mm-hmm. with a with a broken down Philip Rivers. You have Tennessee and, and, who just released Malcolm Butler. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, their defense was was subpar anyway. So I guess it was all offense predicated on run game and Tannehill just going bonkers, which I don't know how sustainable that really is. So and then you have Houston, which is a burning fire wreckage <laughs> of a plane. Right. I think there's so what I'm, I guess what I'm really trying to say, there's a lot of teams that are a lot worse situations. I think, uh, with the draft being hopeful in that, that, uh, you know, maybe we get a, a lineman or somebody that's serviceable and either on the D line, you just said, we got a nose tackle. Who, who, who was that? Uh, got throwing shit around. All right. We got, uh, do, 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 Davian Godchard, two-year deal up to $16 million. And where was he? Where did he play? Uh, looks like for the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Wow. A name that I just didn't know was on our radar. And But again, uh, I, I I will trust that pick. Paying a nose tackle $16 million, That's that's kind of interesting. Oh, and know? the Patriots also signed Junina Smith, tight end, for four years, $50 million. Oh, that's not bad. He's not a bad. I mean, he's better than what we had. Let's let's just put it that way. Not serviceable tight end that can block. So there, you go. that's all you need. So I mean, so so the Patriots are making moves, which is very good. That's what they need to do. And they shored up with the Trent Brown trade late last week to kind of shore up that offensive line. Uh, and then they traded Marcus Cannon to um, Houston and relieve some of that cap room. Does mm-hmm. that open the ability that they're going to sign Andrews and Tooney, or is, you think it's going to boil down to one of them? Now, so Andrews is the center that came back after being out for a whole year. Yep. And Tooney's just been a guy that's been a man, uh, a mainstay on that offensive line for a while, right? He's because uh, they're saying that Trent Brown's going to be your left tackle. It's going to kick Isaiah Wynn into the into the into the guard position, which he's equally equally or better at. Then you're going to have Andrew center, and then you have those two new guys, the rookies from last year, going to fill out the right side of your line. Mm-hmm. I'd keep Andrews, but again, he's probably a more risky move. Again, I'm not in their head head office or anything, but uh, maybe a riskier move because he took a season off. Or you have a guy that has a one season less on his mileage. And you, again, center, very important position uh, on that offensive line. He's really the captain of the line. He really tells the guys what to do. Uh, really, blitzes, yeah, he, he really has, has to have a good communication back with cam. So to release that, you know, I would imagine he would be a little bit more, uh, a guy you want to keep around, but, uh, who knows? They might see something that's deteriorating that, uh, they might, you know, get rid, you know, get rid of that risk. Who knows? So with cam coming back, do you, do you, what's your expectation? Do you think cam's going to start or do you think the Patriots are going to pull and try to grab another quarterback to actually have a, actual quarterback competition come training camp. Well, it sounds like based on his, um, the way that his incentives are based, uh, it is very much slighted on him really working at getting that starting position, finishing with that starting position. Yeah. Was it three and a half base Mm -hmm. and everything else is tied to incentives? Yeah. And and part of it is six playing six, you know, all, all the games, like starting all the games, being the number one quarterback, in all the games yep. like that, that is a big, that is Belichick telling him is like, all right, here, you know, we're, we're Here's the carrot here. Here you go. If, if you can do it and guess what? I think he's got the body to do it, which is a good thing. Uh, I just don't know if his, like you mentioned his arm capacity and his talent to this, to that state uh, is going to be better than whoever the backup is. 
again, you know, if it's Jared Stidham, I, there's something underlying there. Are they going to bring in another QB that we don't know about? Or are they going to draft a guy who is going to push Cam? And that could be a good thing. So that's why so I'm so saying. You think, you think the Pats are just giving up on Stidham? That's what it sounds like. That sounds like. Uh-huh. Just- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's they're pretty much telling him is like all you got to do is beat Stidham right now, but doesn't mean that's all they're gonna do. Uh, you know, if they bring in another QB, you know, I I I, I hate to say his name, but like a Jimmy Garoppolo type for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, but, but Bill, Bill would need to pay him. Right, where they still have money, they still they they had one of the the third largest cap space coming into this season, so he might still oh, yeah, have but, money but, kicking but, around. But again, it's one of those things we you know we just spent eight million on you know we just spent. You know, twelve million on a tight end, if eight million on a, but you know, he's never paid the quarterback. He's never paid the position of quarterback. What's out there, and I don't think, especially Don Yee being his agent, is he's not going to come to New England being like, I'm going to restructure for Bill. No, he's going to be like, I'm going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, but he 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 ain't worth it. You saw that in San Francisco. That's why they're happy to pack his bags. Like he's he's not a guy that can but finish I also his think season. He's serviceable for San Francisco. But like I said, if they draft a quarterback, which who knows, you know, and it's, or they trade for one. Cause I know, I know they've been looking at like Deshaun Watson as possibly going to San Francisco just to work under that thing. That's an upgrade, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to get an upgrade over Jimmy G that's available in a decent price. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, if, if you get Deshaun Watson, great, but what are you going to give up to get him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or team who doesn't, who's not trading Deshaun Watson, <laughs> like what are you going to give up? Yeah, I guess the only thing that would really make me pivot if Deshaun Watson kind of depending where he lands, you know, if it's San Francisco, I'm cool with that. That's fine, whatever. But if he comes to New York for whatever reason or Miami for whatever reason, because they have good packages, they have cap space for for all that, then I'd be more scared and I'd say, oh, wow, yeah, we are looking at a 6-10 and 10 se- or, uh, you know, like a... A six and eleven season, you know, like it could be, it could be worse because other teams now did get way better at the most important position, and we're kind of just holding on to year number two. And uh, God, all that, all it has to do is be a little bit better than year one, and you're you're at five hundred. So, so well, and that well, the funny thing is, you can't have a five hundred team now. It's either above or below. True. Yeah. God so, bless the NFL and their fucking odd numbers this year. God, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and they get rid of ties too. But yeah, like I said, the big other news is Brady signed another extension. So that means he's going to play through his 45th year. Mm-hmm. 44, he'll play as a 45, 40 year, 45 year old quarterback, which is fucking bonkers. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if you look at Tampa Bay's schedule this year, Don, they Don, have, yeah. th- no, it's somewhat easy. They have oh. a very, very good shot of fucking going losing two or three games Tops. again you know seeing it from a distance uh yeah their team might be able you saw what casey did it's hard to run it back again i don't you know it, it, it in my mind it'd be better for them to i mean they did godwin's on a franchise tag so that's only a one-year thing so i guess they're putting all their chips in one more time and see what happens and and the, the team got better the law like farther into like they just kept mm-hmm. getting better oh yeah and that's the thing, like too, like and Brady's gonna have another full off season. He's gonna have a real training camp. He's gonna have preseason. You know. And what what Brady's got to do, and again, I I hope that this is is a thing where God take take some time during the season to 
off a couple games, couple quarters, whatever it may be, like to preserve your team later in 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 the uh, playoffs or whatever. I know, he, I know he won't, but Jesus, you should because if you're not going anywhere, you know, like I think I think you're if if the schedule does come out the way you're mentioning it. I take it easy, you know, put pump the brakes a little bit on the season. And that, uh, uh, that game back at Gillette, man. No, that's going to be epic. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Let's go. Do, 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 so, so I wonder what the bidding rights for that game is going to be between ESPN, CBS and Fox and NBC. That's got to be a Sunday night game. That's got to be a oh, Sunday yeah. night game. At hundred percent and hopefully hopefully at that time you know is it uh, we don't know early or late in the season we don't know all all we do know is they can't raise the banner with the patriots because that july so (laughs) because in my mind the nfl would be like they would do that in 10 seconds have the patriots play tampa bay and opening night down in tampa bay while they unveil the banner in front of the Mm -hmm. fucking patriots like Mm -hmm. oh my god i would totally not put that past fucking the nfl to do that oh that'd be fucking fantastic Oh yeah, right. Um, and just have a camera on Belichick the whole time. Oh yeah, just so with that, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of It's Go Time. This is coming on a Tuesday, so you know what that means. Tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And that means we have our St. Patrick's Day spectacular uh live on it, the air. There will be no audio version of that show. Uh, it'll mm. only be a video on the Facebook. So this is the audio episode for the week. Um, again, I do apologize for the intro beginning part of the episode being all messed up. Uh, like I said, technically at work and I definitely need to take that call. Um, <laughs> that's why there's that quick break in there. But with that, you know, um, tune in tomorrow, 9 PM on the Dorkening podcast networks, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff, as well as our, uh, our page as well. It's go time. Um, we're gonna have some fun. Yes. Grab a glass of Guinness. That's I got to go play some games tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Play some games. We're going to play some games. And the cool thing about these games, you guys can play with us. That is the, uh, you can play the games with us. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's all audience participation and you can have some fun. It's going to be like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, we got a bunch of other hosts from the Dorkney who's going to join us. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely check it out. If you want to know what games we're going to play they're they're the Jack in the box type of games. Uh, you don't know Jack. Uh, made a whole collection of games that we're going to get. So it's going to be nice. fun. It's going to be excited to do that. But Jay, the weather's turning nicer. So we're going from hot coffee to iced coffee. Ooh. But just coffee in general, what are you pulling out of your cabinet every morning to make your coffee? Only one. I only got one uh, answer for you, James. It's, it's Deadly Grounds Coffee. Get the, GetDeadly.com. That is right. And if you guys tune in now, they do have some of the delicious, fantastic Easter flavored coffee out there. And I'm bringing it up as we speak because it's called chocolate scare scream egg. Ooh. So it's like a Cadbury egg type of coffee. Check it out. It's, it's, it's out finally. I know that people have been waiting patiently for that. As Easter's right around the corner, nothing says happy Easter by some chocolate, scream, egg, deadly grounds, coffee, and your loved one's Easter basket. Definitely order soon. $50. If any order over $50 or more gets free shipping. So to, and tell them that the dorkening did send you. With that, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode wraps up. Tune in tomorrow night for our live St. Patrick's Day Spectacular. Any questions or concerns, put in the comments below wherever you see this. Share the show. And uh, we did pass a 1,000 views last episode. So thank Whoa. you again. Thank you, everybody. 
Thank you so much for helping the show grow. Uh, and with that, we'll see you guys tomorrow, and we'll go from there. Later, right. guys. Peace out.